Here by the Owl podcast is a podcast for owlets and wise owls alike. Join hosts Nikki Fiddle-Eye-Doll and Brianna Briegel along with rotating owls from across the country as they discuss what it takes to advise from time to time. Our podcast is fueled by the true knowledge from empowering agricultural education instructors and ripen with the wisdom you will never learn in a textbook. Welcome back to another episode of Here by the Owl podcast. Uh, tonight, um, it's it's just me and our guest, Kim. Um, Brianna couldn't make it, but we're going to be talking about the National FFA Floriculture and Nursery Curriculum. This is not uh, a resource that I am very versed at, so I'm excited to have Kim on to explain. She, she heavily uses this resource, um, and it's a resource that... Um, she's used and learned through the National FFA Teacher Ambassador Program. So, so excited to, to dig deeper into this because I think this is a topic that um, comes up quite often in Aga Discussion Lab and through emails of ag teachers and, and things like that of an area that teachers need help. So, um, for those of you listening, definitely um, afterwards go to the show notes and, and check out the resources from Kim and National FFA because you're not going to want to um, miss out on utilizing this resource in, in your classroom, in your program. So Kim, before we get into the nitty gritty about the resource, why don't you introduce yourself and talk about kind of where you teach um, and some demographics about your program. Well, hi, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I teach at Royal Valley High School, which is located in, in Hoyt, Kansas, which is just 15 minutes north of our capital city of Topeka. It is a rural area but we um, do get some students in from Topeka that come to our school. I only have a plant systems pathway. And so I just have plants classes in my program. I have about 45 FFA members each year, um, sometimes a little more, sometimes a little less. And uh, my enrollment in the ag program is a little bit higher. Um, every student does not join FFA. And so that's kind of where we're at. I teach ninth grade um, through uh, for, uh, seniors. And I am in my 13th year of teaching this year. Awesome. And how many teachers are in your program? It's just a one teacher program. Just, just you leading yes. the charge. Awesome. Love to hear that. So plant systems is, is not an area of strength for me. And um, I, I think that there's a lot of people listening that maybe feel that way. And even if it's an area that people are strong in, I, I'm excited for them to hear about this uh, free curriculum. Uh, before we get into it, though, you are currently serving as a National FFA Teacher Ambassador, uh, and I, I want to talk about why you chose to to apply and, and become an ambassador. Okay, well, I'm not for sure if this is my fifth. I think it's my fifth year as an ambassador, and I'm actually an ambassador mentor this year. Um, and so when I started, I started the very first year that the ambassador program started, and um, so I'm nine years at this school and I taught at another school for four years, but in between that time, I worked at the Kansas State Department of Education as an education program consultant for career and tech ed. And I really loved helping educators and um, answering their questions and just, and, and helping guide them. But I really miss being um, able to impact and connect with students. So when my position came open, that was close to my home, I decided that I should apply, um, 
But then as a teacher, I love teaching, but I missed working with uh, teachers then. So when the opportunity to become an ambassador came up, I thought it would be perfect because I would get to uh, then help teachers again and not just students. And so uh, my love for the FFA and for serving teachers is the perfect combination as an ambassador. And that's why I decided to become one. Yeah, no, it, you know, I, I went through kind of a similar transition and I never knew that I'd love teaching teachers as much as I do, um, but it is so fun. Um, and I think National FFA really empowers ambassadors and gives them the tools to to really help teachers, not just in your own state, but across the across the nation. So um, I'd love to hear that, um, that we have something in common there. Um, so you talk about helping other teachers, but what does what has being a national FFA teacher ambassador done to help like you specifically as a teacher? I um I just love all the connections that I've made across the country. Um, I utilize a lot, a lot of the resources already from National FFA. Our state is really good about telling us, you know, what's out there and what's available. And I um, have learned a lot about different resources I hadn't used, um, got more practice with the ones that I have, but I really have just as a teacher, it's helped me with the connections um, all over the country. Uh, I have friends in ag ed that I've been able to reach out to if I have questions on something or need assistance, um, as well as the resources that FFA has to offer. Yeah, no, connections are huge. Um, so what's your, I mean, other than connections, what's your favorite, what has been your favorite part about serving as an ambassador? My favorite part has been um, helping the educators find resources that they can make their lives easier with. Um I love it when teachers tell me that something I shared with them, they're utilizing every day and it's just saved them time and effort and energy. Uh, we're all really busy. Ag ed, um, ag educators are, are super busy. And if we can just help them make, um, something a little bit easier for them, then, um, that that's awesome. And so that's been my favorite part as an ambassador. Awesome. You mentioned you are serving as a mentor ambassador. Can you describe to everyone listening how that's different from just being a, a teacher ambassador? So uh, the mentor ambassador program started two years ago, and um, I think there's eight mentor ambassadors this year, and each of us have eight to 10 ambassadors that are under us. And so we uh, reach out to them monthly and encourage them as ambassadors, answer any questions. We're basically a person in between the ambassadors and national FFA so that if they need help, they can reach out to us and we can reach out to them with suggestions. Um, and we've all been ambassadors for several years. And so we've kind of been there and we know, you know, what's going on and we can really just uh, uh, mentor the ambassadors to help them be the best they can be. Awesome. Yeah. It's, it's been great to, to hear from um, the mentors that work with Brianna and I, and um, I don't know, it just has become like a nice little family. I, I'm sure you feel the same just because like you said, those connections and you just have people to lean on um, and it's such a great experience. So um, if you haven't already look into the ambassador program um, uh, and to, to serve in the future uh, because you will not regret the time that you spend um, serving in that capacity. So, but let's get into it. So we're going to talk about national FFA floriculture and nursery curriculum materials which 
is totally in your wheelhouse because you're you're all plant science and plant systems. So just give a brief overview of what kind of like a highlight of, of this resource. So these are actually two separate resources, um, but they're very closely connected. Um, they're in the lesson plan section of the of the FFA website. Um, and these two resources, um, although they're not designed to help you win the career development event for nursery and landscape or for floriculture, they definitely are going to help you and your students understand those events better. Um, your students, if you go through this curriculum with your students that compete in the CDE, um, they're going to do very well. And it's, it's not all they're going to need to be able to compete, but it is going to help them um, understand a lot of the concepts much better. In the floriculture uh, curriculum, there are um, different lessons uh, to go through, um, such as greenhouse care and management, plant disease and pest management, floral design, business practices, and employment skills. Um, in the nursery, there's identifications, um, and that's for like plants, tools, pests, cultural practices, equipment, um, skills, and that's, you know, skills in nursery and landscape from how to um, pot, uh, nursery plants to designing uh, landscapes to pricing a concept and everything in between and also business practices and so there's units um, in each each of those things that I mentioned are units and then there's a lesson plan um, with the standards and time frame and materials and and what you should say as well as uh, worksheets and um, powerpoints pdfs of all the materials that you would need um, for each of the of the different um, areas. So um, it's a really great, really great resources, uh, very informative, very helpful. Um, I host our floriculture in Kansas, our floriculture career development event at the district level. And so I go there um, to get a lot of information that I use in my practicums because it's just it's just a great resource. So you're you're implementing it in the classroom and also in the the FFA um, CDE portion of it. So lots of applicable ways that these resources can be used. Uh, so if you're not heavy into plant plant science uh, or nursery and landscape in your in your courses, that's okay. You can still use it in in FFA, or you can embed just bits and pieces of this curriculum throughout your classes. Uh, Kim, what do you like the most about these resources? The best thing about these resources is that they're ready to go. Um, the lessons include standards, a solid plan, a solid lesson plan, the worksheets, and the PowerPoints. Um, it saves a ton of time writing the lessons. All the materials are excellent. They're all there. They're all packaged very easily. They're very easy to utilize. And um, on a busy day, it's just easy to be able to use that and not have to worry about lesson planning for that class that it's all right there. Now, Kim, what if I already have some resources that I like to use for like, let's just dig into floriculture, for example. What if I already have some things that I use, but I also want to use the National FFA? Do you find them easy, easy to modify and kind of plug and play per se? Uh, yeah, I found them really easy to modify. Um, last year with COVID, it, you know, things were a little bit different and as they were everywhere for, you know, at my school. Um, and I 
honestly just pulled the PowerPoints out of them for my students to look through and study. And I wasn't able to do the whole lessons, but the PowerPoints had great materials and I was able to do some other things with them that made it work. Um, I have a ton of floriculture um, materials that I use in my horticulture class because that's like, I went to nationals in floriculture. I love teaching it. I love implementing it in the classroom and using that time to prepare the students really for the contest. And I've able I've been able to use the resources from National FFA just to, to make what I was already doing that much better. Yeah. Um, I didn't have a lot on like pests or cultural practices before. And the stuff that they have in there is like top notch. It's great. Um, I didn't have to do the research to find it. It's all there and it's been very useful. And these resources are updated regularly. So don't think that it's going to be outdated after a while. They do have a cycle as to what they what they go through and update. So um, I'm just pulling up. I'm just going to dig into one here. I pulled up. This is in Floriculture. Unit 1, Materials and Equipment. And there's learning objectives already written. Uh, it lets you know, like, the time required. So this says about 90 minutes. Kim, do you feel like the timing is usually pretty accurate? Yes, I teach 90-minute classes, and I can get through that in 90 minutes. I, I have found that it's usually very close. Okay. And, it, I mean, it depends on how you modify it or what you need to do or the level of your students, but it gives you a guide. I was I'm still terrible at time. Like, I'm always like, okay, I'm going to be able to get through this, this, and this. And I always go way over. And so, but this gives you some guidance. It also has links that you can click into for resources. So additional resources above and beyond what's already in here, they link it. Um, it lets you know your equipment, your supplies needed, it lets you know if there's any previous knowledge that's recommended for your students and you to have prior to doing this lesson, which is fabulous. Uh, this lesson that I'm looking at right now says none. So there's no previous knowledge needed. Uh, Kim mentioned uh, the standards listed. I mean, they have Common Core for reading, science, literacy. Um, they have FFA pieces in there, AFNR standards career ready practice standards and 21st century skills. So lots of different things that you can pull out. And then, then you get into the lesson plan and it walks you through everything, including having suggested times per section. And if there's a PowerPoint that goes through it, it also lets you know um, like what, what slides in that PowerPoint to refer to. This one even has a, Quizlet at the end already made for you um, that you can utilize. So this is just one lesson. It has the lesson plan in PDF form. Um, and this also has the PowerPoint. Um, so plug and play really easy, easy to use. Um, I am not strong in floor culture and I could have followed that, uh, that lesson um, pretty, pretty easily. Um, but they have Word documents, PDFs, PowerPoints, Lots of different things that I can see um, in this in this resource. So Kim, since you're so heavy plant systems in, in your program, how are you implementing these two resources into your classes? So I have a horticulture class. Sometimes I teach that multiple um, multiple sections, but right now it's just one section. And I have applications in horticulture. 
uh, horticulture is the first class applications and horticulture is advanced. And so I utilize them in, in those two classes. Um, I also have a plant and soil science class that's more agronomy soils based and I don't use them in there. Um, and then I have like intro and agri science and ag leadership and ag business. So I, I do, I use them in horticulture and applications in horticulture, which are sophomores to seniors. Um, and those are the classes that I utilize them in and those are full year classes. And so I usually use them, uh, the floriculture one in the spring and we do nursery in the fall. Um, and that's just because that's when our CDEs are. Um, so I, I like to do them. Um, and it makes sense with like our greenhouse production to have floriculture in the spring and um, some of the stuff we do in the fall with nursery and landscape design. So it just makes sense to go there. Um, and one thing that you mentioned is the time, like asking about 90 minutes. So one thing that I will do, um, because I do go over uh, floral ID or plant ID with the kids, and the lessons are not heavy in that, uh, in the floriculture area. So I may take a lesson and divide it in half and go over it two days um, in, in those units. And then I'll spend some of the class period going over uh, floral ID and uh, maybe doing a gym kit review um, over the plants with the kids. Care. Yeah, I do too. And I'll share some of those resources with you to put on the page. Awesome. Um, and so I, I might, because I don't want to just do floral ID for 90 minutes. So if I could take, you know, 30, cut that lesson down and have 30 minutes or so to do ID and then a little bit of time to review with a gim kit or a Kahoot or something, I will do that. And so that's one way I don't always use the whole lesson for the whole 90 minutes. I'll, I'll break it into two days and, and do some ID with it as well. Well, and like you said, it, I mean, if you're already using something that falls into these two, these two areas, you don't have to scrap it all and do just this. Um, you just adjust this to, to, to meet your, your classes and, and your students. So that's what I love about it. Um, you can modify it for sure. Uh, and like you said, Kim, in the areas that maybe you're stronger in, you might not need to use the lessons uh, that National FFA has provided. But if there's an area that, like you said, pests that you weren't strong in, you were able to use those pieces to just make that those units even stronger. Uh, and I, that's what I love um, about it. And it's just nice to reference something to see like, am I on the right track? You know, because sometimes right. when you write your own curriculum, you're like, you know, am I not going into depth enough on this? Am I too much? Like, it kind of gives you a, a a guide per se. Um, so, so that's good. But um, yeah, so great things for you guys to check out. Seriously, there's, there's so much. Um, you, you gotta, so Kim has shared the, um, the links to the two box folders to both curriculums. So if you go into our show notes, you'll get those links. And within there, there's folder upon folder. It's all, it's super organized too, which is nice because none of the stuff that I created myself are that organized. So it's so nice to have that, um, but check those out and really dig into to the different pieces and pull out a unit or two and give it a shot. But Kim, if they don't want to look in, in our folder, where can teachers just access these resources and resources that are similar? So if you just go to the FFA website and the teacher dashboard, which is up in the top of the, of the FFA page, um, go into the dashboard teachers and then 
when that comes up over on the left, educator resources will come up. And if you click on that link, um, then a tab will say uh, a couple things and you'll wanna click on the tab that says lesson plans. Um, and when you click on the tab that says lesson plans, then there will be a link that says um, CDE LDE classroom resources. And if you click on there and then you'll have um, the, uh, the floriculture and the nursery um, lessons as well as some other lessons that are available. Um, like they have uh, lesson plans similar to floriculture and nursery for employment skills. And those I've used those, those are great as well as the ones for the agri-science fair. Um, I haven't taught those, those are new in 2022 or maybe early, earlier in 2021. Um, my student teacher used some of the agri-science fair ones um, though and they were great. So there's some other CDE, LDE classroom resources besides floriculture and nursery in that link and they're both great as well. So dashboard, educator resources, and then lesson plan tab, and then CDE, LDE classroom resources is the way to find it. And the hints to searching, I see this on Agit Discussion Lab a lot about the National FFA website isn't user-friendly, yada, yada. I don't know, this was like my light bulb moment in uh, National FFA Teacher Ambassador Training was if you go, if you use the search feature on the home page of National FFA. So let's say we were just to type in National FFA, go to the website and the search bar on that page, if we were to type in nursery landscape, you're gonna get everything. And so you're gonna have a hard time finding the resource because you're searching the whole site. But if you go into the teacher dashboard and then click teacher res or educator resources, there'll be another search bar. That's the search bar you want to use. Um, that was my light bulb moment. I was like, no wonder why I had such a hard time like digging through this website. It was just me using it improperly. So that's, that's my tip for you. Um, Kim, what advice do you have for teachers that want to start using an FFA resource, whether it's the nursery landscape, the floor culture, or any other kind of curriculum style resource, what's your advice about just getting started? Well, I think that if you're any, no matter if you wanna to try to start using one of the resources, um, starting with the lesson plans is great because it's all there. It's all packaged very neatly. Um, you know, it gives you the standards. So if your admin walk in or whoever walks in and needs it, you have it all there. And it, it's, it's great. And, you know, if you're wanting to start and you could, you know, use floriculture or use the agri-science fair or, you know, employability skills, those will work in any, any area. Um, if you don't have horticulture or plants like I do, you could use one of the others, but, you know, just start with the first unit and see how you like it, see how it works for you. Um, you know, we're all really, really busy. Uh, we all teach multiple preps and this is just going to save you time. Um, just choose one and try it. And, you know, if it doesn't work for you, you can go back to how you were doing things before, but it may be um, a light bulb for you. And then you may be able to work all of those uh, CDE, LD lesson plans in. Yeah, no, that's really good advice. I think too, sometimes it's overwhelming because you see this really big lesson plan with all the, this stuff. I'm a paper person. I, it helps me if I print one of them out and then walk through it. So that's my advice. Also, like get an Aggie friend on Zoom with you. Um, it could be Kim, it could be me, it could be a friend that's near you 
and just kind of dig through one of the lessons. Sometimes just talking it out loud with another ag teacher friend is all you need to kind of visualize what it looks like in your classroom. And I think that's the daunting part sometimes is like, I just don't know how like this is going to look and just talking it out loud with someone that can kind of help, um, I don't know, like dig into the resource with you, um, is helpful too. Yeah. So, and I don't think that the FFA lesson plans are hard, but I've seen other lesson plans that are very hard to understand. And if that's you, and maybe it is, um, because I've been around the FFA lesson plans a long time, but you know, pull up the PowerPoint and it may be something that you can utilize in your classroom. Like maybe you want to scrap some of the lessons, but maybe the PowerPoint is just um, that beneficial to you. Yeah, that's true. Even if you don't want to do all the lessons or, you know, the whole lesson, but like the stuff that the content that's in the PowerPoints are amazing. So maybe you want to start with just that if the other part's overwhelming. Good, good. Yeah. And, you know, maybe start with a lesson plan in a content that you're really comfortable with too, because then you can kind of um, dig into the pieces of how F- National FFA has their lesson plans laid out. Um, and worst case scenario, if you are trying to use a lesson from an area that you're not comfortable with, like that would be nursery landscape for me, just get somebody on the phone or on Zoom to kind of start to to break down the lesson plan. Um, and like I said, I print some things because that usually helps me as well. So there's just so many good stuff um, in there. Um, Kim, thank you for sharing your resources. Those of you listening, make sure you check out our resource folder. She's got the link. She's sharing some other additional things that you can utilize alongside this curriculum. Kim, if people have questions, they want to reach out to you and talk about this topic a little bit more, how can they contact you? The best way to contact me is probably by email. And my email is clarkki at rv337.org. Um, I am on Facebook and Instagram, but my name is pretty common. And so um, you may be able to find me there. And if you do, you can definitely reach out in those ways. But email is the best way. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Kim, for sharing about one of your favorite resources today. We really appreciate it. Everybody listening, make sure you like Here by the Owl podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And as always, if you have a future topic idea or you want to be a a guest on the show like Kim, we would love for you to reach out and share your passion uh, with ag teachers. So um, thanks for hanging out with us.